This is the Fantasy Football Tank Podcast with Mark Denton, Pablo Martinez, and here's your host, Alfredo Brown. And welcome, Fantasy Football Tank Podcast, back for season two, boys. We're here. Oh yeah. We are here. We're in the gulag. Gentlemen, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask how we're doing during this quarantine period of our life. It's great. I'm six feet away from you. Six feet at all times. I have my yardstick here. Make sure you're. Uh, you would need two away. yardsticks, actually. Multiple. Six feet. Just, just letting you know. I'm good. I'm enjoying working from home and uh, doing nothing else besides coming here to the studio. There you go. Six feet away, of course, in the studio. Yeah, just about. We have now, a tape measure here. Exactly. Oh, yard, yardstick. Pay attention. Two yardsticks. Two yardsticks. Now, the real question on everyone's mind is how much Call of Duty Warzone have you been playing? <laughs> a lot. A lot. There you go. Yeah, we should just play while we record. No, that, I mean, that, I feel like that we would not pay attention a lot to each other. And I feel like I have to grasp your attention a lot anyways. That would be really rough. But welcome in. This is episode 13. We are going to be going over the free agent quarterback signings. Guys, please feel free. Go follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at the FF Tank. The presence has been building on the Instagram, and we're working on getting that Twitter up. Got to get the follows up, man. Got to get the ratio. Pablo, you finally have a Twitter and an Instagram. Tell the lovely folks at home where to follow you. At FFT Pablo. I uh, recently started my Twitter, and uh, I have a whopping, I don't know. 10 followers, maybe? There you go. 20. So, there you go. Uh, yeah, Two you of guys, them are in this room already. <laughs> yeah, so you guys can be one of the uh, honorary... Uh, Followees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Words are hard. We get it. It's cool. You got to follow Pablo. Please yes, just please do it. Yes, please follow Pablo. You don't don't ask that, any questions. You don't just post do pictures on, on Instagram, though, right? You don't? Not really. No. 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 Anyways, but you can follow Pablo at FFT Pablo. You can follow myself at Alfredo A. Brown. And you can follow Mark at dark underscore menton oh yeah on all of your social media platforms and speaking of social media platforms boys and girls we asked you the folks at home a twitter poll in regards to the free agent quarterbacks now we asked which of these quarterbacks are going to have the best 2020 fantasy season we approached you with tom brady signed by the tampa bay buccaneers philip rivers signed by the indianapolis colts and teddy bridgewater signed by the carolina panthers we even threw in some Nick Foles for some spice. Pablo, yeah. who do you think won? Who do I think won? Obviously, Tom Brady. Tom Obviously. Brady's the GOAT. Obviously. You're Obviously, gosh. The only other guy on here that uh, that is going to also do well is Phillip Rivers. I think Teddy Bridgewater, is. he shouldn't even be in the conversation. Wow. Uh, I don't trust him at all. Strong. Pablo, bring it strong already. But yes, the people at home voted Tom Brady. 57% most likely to have the best 2020 fantasy season of all of the quarterbacks that are in new homes right now. Now, the other QB moves that have been made, aside from Brady, Rivers, Bridgewater, we mentioned Nick Foles already got traded to the Chicago Bears. Should be some good competition for Mitch Trubisky. I think that we can, I, th I think we all might agree, we think that Nick, Nick Foles at some point is going to be starting a game for the Chicago Bears. No doubt. Yep. It makes him a very relevant move in this offseason. Now the other moves that we're looking at, kind of on a lesser, you know, lesser level, Marcus Mariota signs with the Las Vegas Raiders. 
That, wait, wait, wait. That's that so weird. It's so say. weird. It took me. <laughs> I had to slow you down. <laughs> I I wrote that about three times and struggled because I every time Oakland Raiders, Oakland Raiders. I still mess up San Diego Chargers. Yes, all the time. <laughs> yes. So yes, Marcus Mariota has signed with the Las Vegas Raiders. That's gonna be so difficult. Brian Hoyer signing with the New England Patriots. A retread. This is is, is it not his third time with the Patriots. Brian Hoyer, man. And then lastly, Kyle Allen getting traded from the Panthers to rejoin his coach, Ron Rivera, with the Washington Redskins. Why? He'll be a backup. I mean, it's a safe pick. Think about it. If Trashkins becomes Trashkins, you know, Kyle Allen, you know, it's going to be slightly better. So why not? Okay, but slightly better to Trashkins or... I mean, Again, we all why? know we all know the Redskins aren't going to go for Super Bowl hunting this year. It's not going to happen. I don't. I mean, definitely not a Super Bowl, but I think I think we might see a better Dwayne Smashkins, maybe. Ooh, huh? No, I, o- <laughs> over Up? under. They're going to have under not. five wins this year. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I agree. But but I, I back to my question: Why? The reason I'm asking is because all the quarterbacks available out there potentially that you could draft. Why would you take Kyle Allen, who's a marginal improvement to Dwayne Traskins. Well, Fredo mentioned it's, it's, it's not to be an improvement. It's to be a backup. Like yeah. Dwayne Haskins is the quarterback there. What this what this tells me is that they're not looking to draft anyone early. They are going into the season with Dwayne Haskins. And Ron Rivera is the coach. He coached with him in Carolina. It's just an easy fit. You it's don't a li- very safe. You don't move. listen to the show. It's a how, very safe move. How how can you still keep Traskins as your starter? How uh, you have to. You have to keep. Dwayne Haskins as your starter. I mean, he was your top pick, your new coach coming in. If he doesn't work out after this season, you can get rid of him. I don't think Ron Rivera is tied to him. Yeah, but why don't you try developing the guy more? He's clearly not ready, you know, to to be the starter. He's still playing very badly, and we've seen it already. So why not bring in a veteran, bring in a guy who's going to help him develop and start him later? That is a great question. One that we can maybe ask Ron Rivera if we ever have him on the show. (laughs) Um, I, I, I can't sit here and debate it with you. I don't know, man. I, I, they seem to be pretty comfortable with Dwayne Haskins for this year, and that, that seems like that's where they're going. That signing made it apparent. That one caught your eye, Pablo, but the Brian Hoyer pick picked my brain because it shows they're going to draft a QB. They're going to play it very safe this year. You can tell Patriots are going to go Super Bowl hunting. You know, It looks like they're going in the future. If okay. not, you would have got Cam Newton or you so, would have got a stud. So you think just because Brady left, the Patriots are no longer... Uh, I th- they're looking future terms for sure. So they're rebuilding, yeah, yeah. Whoa, that's. I a- mean, what, 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 what in, what's going on this offseason that tells you they're not rebuilding? They just lost the best player in football history. They are going to compete. They're rebuilding. Yes, they're, they're- I understand. However, they can they can bring in another quarterback that plays well, well, well enough haven't they? to keep them in the Super Bowl conversation. Well, why haven't they brought Speaking the Speaking of other quarterbacks, nice segue, Pablo. <laughs> Someone <laughs> was paying attention in the pre-show meeting. So the available quarterback options still out there. All right, we got Jameis Winston. Crab legs, baby. Your boy, Pablo. He is a free agent. Cam Newton recently released by the Carolina Panthers, also a free agent. And Denton. Oh, this Mark, is my guy. Mark, this is your boy, the red BB gun. <coughs> Rifle. Red BB gun. Andy Dalton. He is still available, at least that's the reports, yeah. right? Still available via trade from the Cincinnati Bengals. None of these three quarterbacks have a foreseeable home in 2020. So, guys, I ask you the question, where would you like to see each of them playing next season? Man, uh, 
Let's start with Andy Dalton. Where's the most likely place for Andy Dalton? To be honest, I think he stays in Cincinnati and kind of follows Joe, Joe Burrow to the next step. I think he's pretty much going to be the guide for Joe Burrow. Okay. So, so he's going to be basically what Dwayne Haskins needs right now. Ye- yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, look, the reality is how much trade bait does Andy Dalton have? How much? Like, if, like how much is he yeah, worth in a trade? Yeah. So uh, my, my take on this is I think that Dalton – out of Jameis and Cam the and, and Andy, um, I think he has the lowest potential, but I think that he's probably the easiest step in now quarterback because of the systems that he's played in, um, because of the type of quarterback he is. Like, that's a guy that I could easily see New England grabbing if they don't draft anyone early. That he could take over for Brian Hoyer or, or Jared Stidham, and he could be the guy that's starting in New England next year while they make a transition and inevitably draft Trevor Lawrence and oh, no, dominate the NFL no, again. Oh, no, 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 don't say that. No. I just, Jameis, Jameis, I think I, we were talking about this. Like, Jameis, I think that you could see him being the guy backing up Gardner in Jacksonville. I, I think Jacksonville. And I think he could maybe even take that role from him. I think Jacksonville or maybe the Chargers he can go after Tyrod. What? Yeah. Tyrod? So the, the Chargers is a weird one. Chargers, they've come out and they have said, listen, we are comfortable with Tyrod Taylor, which read between the lines. That just means we're going to go and draft a quarterback early. We're not going to spend money on any of these free agents. So I, unless they're lying, which teams do all the time, I don't, they're not going to get one of these guys. They're going to go after a Justin Herbert, a Tua Tungo-Vailoa. Um, okay. where, where does Cam fit? Does Cam, does Cam have a fit anymore? Everything he does is ba- is predicated on his athleticism and his cannon of an arm. But we saw shoulder injury, foot injury, it all starts to add up. Does he have it in him still? Yeah, well, I mean, the number one question you just mentioned, injury, is he healthy? And it sounds like he is, but um, that's the question, right? If he is healthy like he says he is, then honestly, I think any any team that really needs a quarterback can play him. And obviously injuries happen. Things can change very quickly. So I could definitely see Cam. I, I definitely think he, we, he will be playing somewhere, starting somewhere this upcoming season. Just don't know where it is. It'll be, you know, uh, reactive to whatever happens. To, to me, it's interesting. A lot of teams made some bold moves already, like Nick Foles to the Bears. I think Cam Newton to the Bears would have been that much of a bigger step for them to go to the playoffs and make some damage. For Nick Foles to be the backup, competing with Trubisky, that means they really like Trubisky and they don't want to, you know, move that needle much further which I think Cam would have done. Yeah, I think that's what you see with the Foles signing. The Foles is a a good way to be like, hey, we brought in some competition, but we're also trying to build Trubisky up. They haven't given up on that. As opposed to if they went after a guy like Cam, this is your direct competition. I don't know that Cam and Trubisky, I mean, I don't know that necessarily brings him up as like the older savvy veteran. This is a guy that's still trying to play. I I think Cam is going to be a guy that he's going to get picked up by a team that has a camp injury and just desperately needs a quarterback, someone they can throw in there. Uh, but let's get on to the guys who actually did get signed, now have new homes. First and foremost, the big, the big headliner of all of free agency. Huge. Huge. Thomas Brady going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, it is still so weird to see all the Photoshopped images of him in a Tampa Bay Bucks jersey. <laughs> and thank God they're going to be changing those jerseys this year uh, because it just does not look good. Looks like Corey League uniforms. It, it looks like an XFL yeah. Type uniform or just like a really bad high school uniform. Anyways, Tom Brady to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This was a weird one for me. I love me. it. Uh, you love it. Um, a weird one for me. So, I mean, guys, I got to ask. My first question here is, is Tom Brady actually a fantasy upgrade over Jameis Winston? 
Jameis last year was the QB4 across 15 games. Yeah. Threw for over 5,100 yards, 33 touchdowns, but the infamous 30 interceptions. So he was at QB4. Brady was QB12 with just over 4,000 yards, 24 touchdowns, 8 picks. He obviously protected the ball better. The fantasy points were not there as he finished 8 spots lower than Jameis. Is he an upgrade for these skill players in Tampa? No, he is not an upgrade. For uh, the team, he's an upgrade. But for fantasy, he's definitely not an upgrade. So Brady, he is obviously a more conservative quarterback. He's going to get, you know, he's he's not going to throw the ball as much as Jameis, I don't think. Uh, So I would say QB4, which is what Jameis did last year, that's very hard to beat. And Brady coming in, being more conservative, um, I just don't see him, uh, you know, getting 5,100 yards like Jameis. Or, you know, he might get 30 touchdowns. 33 is going to be hard to beat Jameis with that. Obviously, he'll get less picks. But, yeah, I don't think he'll be QB4. He might be like QB6 or 7 or 8. I think he has to be drafted, but he won't be what Jameis was last year. I think he's gonna be very close. I think for me, I put Brady on my top five. It might mean top five. I mean like five. Damn. I really do think Brady's gonna have a good wow. year this year. I think he has something to prove. Everyone's mentioned the whole is it the Patriot system? Is it Brady? I think Brady's gonna come out here gunslinging. I think this is gonna be his year. Damn, that's a strong statement because you that already is. have you, you already have Lamar Jackson, you already have Mahomes, you know, so you're saying two other guys and then that's it, Brady. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's yeah, that's mm. I mean, if, if he's not going to get the 5,000 yards, he's not going to get the 33 touchdowns. I don't see how he finishes as number five. I can definitely see an improvement on the, on the QB 12. I mean, you say that he's got something to prove. I think he's got something to prove every year. Tom Brady is that guy. Like, he's every year trying to win a Super Bowl, every year trying to prove he's the GOAT, which, I mean, he's done. Yeah, well, no doubt. I, I agree with you, but I think this year out of all years, he's in a different system, different team, different players. He's out of the Patriots role, no Belichick. This is the whole Brady versus Belichick thing. In his mind, I think he's like, I'm playing against myself. And to me, Pablo, we talked about this last week, was I think Brady went there to have fun. I don't think he went there because he looked at Tampa and said, that has all the pieces I need to win a championship. I think that he is just finally tired of the Bill Belichick, uh, just prison-type environment that he was in, and he's just looking to go have some fun. And now he's got all these weapons I mean, I don't know that he's had a, a, a group of skill players like this within the past Ever. five years, 10 years, whatever it may be. At the be. same Ever? time? Ever. I, I agree with you, obviously excluding the running back position. Uh, oh, no, I, Ronald I, Jones. not He's the unskilled. <laughs> That's a different topic. <laughs> yeah. Um, different day. Yeah, yeah. Tom Brady, he was, he was quoted. He was quoted, right? Yes. He was, Get the ball to the guy who can do something with it. That is not Ronald Jones. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Safe uh, to say. Yeah, that full quote. So he's been asked, you know, how are you going to mesh with this Bruce Arians style, you know, no risk it, no biscuit type offense? And, you know, Brady says basically the main point of my game is this. Get the ball to the guy who can do something with it. Everybody has different styles and philosophies and how they call things. Football to me is about throwing the ball to the guy who's open. If he's open deep, then that's where you throw it. That sounds like a guy who seems to be pretty open to doing whatever Bruce Arians says. And a very safe answer. It's a very it's a very <laughs> political answer. Tom Brady did, yeah. does kind of sound like he's running for office here. But it also sounds like he's he's not changing his mentality. Yeah. Shoot or shoot. Like, so in this instance, he's the guy who's looking for the safe, easy pass. He's going to keep doing that. Yeah. And, I think and, he's going to be the opposite of Jameis. He's not going to be the downfield guy. 
He's not going to be causing the turnovers. But can he can he still carry this whole offense and make all of these skill players, Godwin, Evans, Howard, Brait, can he make them all Brate. better? <laughs> can they be elevated from last year? I, I think uh, Godwin and Evans were both wide receiver, top five wide receivers, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. last year. They were amazing. So if you're saying, will Brady elevate them? I'm going to I'm gonna have to say probably not. They're, I mean, the usage they were getting with Jameis Winston, the touchdowns, the yards, all of it, they were really the, the whole nucleus of the offense. And that that may continue with Brady, but Brady, as we just said, will probably not throw the ball downfield as much as Jameis did. So I don't think he'll elevate them. At best, they're going to do what they did last year, which is amazing. But I would suspect that you can easily downgrade both of these guys to being five, like six to 10, number wide receiver six to 10, rather than, you know, two to five or whatever it was. OJ Howard, I suspect, given Brady's usage of, of Gronk in the tight end position, I suspect OJ Howard could get a bump. Uh, Cameron Brait, maybe. I don't, I don't, I don't really trust him, but it's possible. Again, Ronald Jones, nothing there. Well, I mean, I think Ronald Jones does get affected too. I think the tight end system, they will both go po- more positive. I think Ronald Jones does get more. And it, for me, Mike Evans is probably the one who gets a little bit more the negative affected from the whole Brady signing. So, so then let's do this. Let's, let's go one by one. Brady moving to Tampa. Is that a positive or negative for him? Positive. Huge positive. Fantasy, okay, fantasy positive for him. Godwin, is this a fantasy positive or negative for him switching from James to Brady? I think negative. I think it's like neutral. Yeah, I, I think it's very line. I, I think I would agree. I would say it's a, it's a lateral uh, move, very neutral. Uh, Mike Evans, negative, negative. Me. Yeah, I think everyone's saying he's negative. So I do think that we might actually reach a point with Mike Evans. Is where does it get to? Everyone starts to think it's a negative move that all of a sudden you're saying, oh, he's a, he's kind of a good value in drafts now. Yeah, like, do you do you like is that that's one to kind of look at as we get closer to drafts? No. Yeah, yeah, I'd still view him as a top six to ten. I'd probably like number seven. Number See, and you view him there. I think that some people are going to start to view him out of that top ten. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to start to think of him out of that top ten, out of that top twelve, even. Whoa, I'm I'm just saying, if if he starts to fall into that, he becomes a really good value for you. Now the tight ends, it's just up. that that's kind of a wait and see. But I do think it's up for the, like it can only be up getting a quarterback that uses him. The Bruce Arian system still does not. It's not very conducive to tight ends. And Ronald Jones. It doesn't matter who's the quarterback. Ronald Jones just is not good at football. He just he's not. I'm sorry. Like I'm not gonna sit here and keep but, talking about him. But he will get a little bit more positive upside. Sure. Not significantly. Sure. Save that for save little. that for the running back episode where we won't talk about him there either. All right. Looking at our next quarterback here, Phillip Rivers, signed by the Indianapolis Colts. Rivers has an experience with Frank Reich, who is the head coach over there at Indy. They were together in at the time, San Diego with the Chargers from 2013 through 2015. So they, he does have a familiarity, and that's big. Something we didn't mention with Brady and the Bucks. this is going to be big. Because of the whole coronavirus outbreak, because of the changes with the NFL, we're not going to see these guys getting into the building. We're not going to see these guys having mini camps and working with the rookies, and we don't know how long it's going to be. So this familiarity with systems is going to be big, especially for a guy like Rivers going into this who's already talented. He's got a familiarity. So one of the big things that everyone's been kind of talking about is rivers is one of the most accurate deep ball passers. So what should we expect between he and T Y Hilton going into this year? Great things. Great things. T Y 
great route runner. He's a speedster. He's got everything you need for the deep ball. He's done it before plenty of times. Rivers being his quarterback is one of the best potential, like given the range of outcomes, this is really high up there in one of the best uh, outcomes for T.Y. Hilton, in my view. I am with you, my man. I agree. I think Hilton has a big year this year. I think Rivers really has this comeback of a season. I know the Chargers the last couple of years kind of flaky, mm-hmm. um, but I do think he bounces back with the Colts. Pause up, baby. T.Y. Oh, Hilton, yeah. FIU alumni. Up. Pause up. I mean, the, the big difference with T.Y., well, first of all, I mean, we all can agree he's got to be healthy. If he's healthy, T.Y. is one of the most prolific athletic wide receivers out there. Uh, but with Rivers, though, there's a big difference here. Rivers is completing passes at almost two yards more per completion than Jacoby Brissett was. T.Y. averaged from 2017-2018 with Andrew Luck nearly 17 yards per catch. The guy had a great target depth, great catch depth. That dropped last year with Jacoby Brissett down to 11 yards. So to have that big of a difference from one quarterback to the next, I think T.Y. is going to thrive having Phillip Rivers as his quarterback. I think it makes him an easy wide receiver one. Top 12, no problem. Right, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, At least in my eyes. Like, with with a good, healthy Phillip Rivers, this is... To me, like he can do all the same things that Keenan Allen does, right? I mean, yeah. from, an, from an athletic standpoint, he's not as big, right? but from a speed separation route running standpoint, his hands are good. He can do all the same things that Keenan Allen does. And now Rivers has a better offensive line. Um, I mean, I, I think that the sky's the limit for T.Y. as long as he's healthy. No doubt. Now, for the Colts, this is a good football move, but is this a good fantasy move for them taking on Phillip Rivers? So, I mean, Phillip Rivers last year was not much better than Jacoby Brissett. On a per-game basis in 2020, Jacoby Brissett was the QB 25. Phillip Rivers was the QB 24. Is this that much better? Yeah. Making the switch to, to Phillip Rivers? N- not even better as much as... So, given that quarterbacks get hurt during the season, being quarterback 24 and 25, you're basically all the way in the bottom of the list. Like, you Yeah, because, I mean, this is a per-game yep. basis. This is not, you know, looking at the total points... This is on average. Like you were still okay. You were borderline. Like Rivers was the last of the QB twos. Brissett couldn't even be. A, he was a QB three, but they're yeah. one spot apart. Yeah. What, what I'll say is that Rivers also got a lot of his production from running backs and um, from dumping off to the running back at Austin Eckler in particular. And he doesn't have uh, a running back that does that here. Um, so I guess my, you know. My concern would be that Rivers won't get the the short the short yardage work that he used to. So aside from that, I think that'll offset what Hilton is giving him. So mm-hmm. because of that, I kind of I don't see Rivers being a quarterback that is drafted in in most leagues. I think he's going to be one of those waiver guys. You know. So you those- don't, you don't think he's anywhere in the stratosphere of Tom Brady right now? No, no, no not okay. at all. I I do think he falls between the. 15 to maybe right before 20 as a QB rank. I think he does have a good year. I don't think significantly an amazing year that you're going to have to draft him, but I think he is a waiver pickup pending on who they're playing this week to week. Okay. And, and at QB 15, you're still drafted and yeah. for some teams. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. Depends, I mean, there's a lot depends of on the league. Yeah, obviously a lot of teams go in there with two Q. If it's a two QB league, then I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're, you're swinging with the rivers, right? Yeah. I mean, so went back and looked at him with Frank Reich when he was in San Diego 2013, he was QB number six. 2014, he was QB 10. 2015, he was QB 11. He was a consistent QB one with Reich in San Diego. And I mean, really up until last year, he had been a good QB one every single year until last year. Now, last year with San Diego, the the wheels just fell off. 
it was bad. There was no Melvin Gordon. There was no run game. The offensive line was terrible. He's going to a team that has a good defense, a solid, strong run game, no matter who's there, because the offensive line is so good. I, and I think that the Colts might even get him another weapon. I think that Phillip Rivers is probably closer to that QB1 talk than, than, we're, than we're making him out to be. So I mean, where probably where do you see him at? Probably like what, like fifteen, sixteen? I yeah, I think I think fifteen's a good number. Yeah, I, I mentioned before, fifteen to eighteen range, that, for sure. I think I might be in the minority on this, but I think I see him a little bit higher. I think I see him probably being in that QB eleven to fourteen range. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably highest on him, uh, just because I like the fact that he's going to a system he knows, and they can control the game. Uh, but I mean, hey, listen, I could be totally wrong on that because Philip Rivers sometimes it doesn't matter who he's he's being coached by; he's just going to sling that ball. Now, he's always had good success with running backs and tight ends. Pablo, you were talking about that, that a lot of his success in San Diego, in San Diego, Los Angeles was predicated on dumping the ball off to the running back, getting quick passes to the tight end. So with that being said, how is what should we expect from Marlon Mack and Jack Doyle, Mack and Jack, in Indy? Mack and Jack. So as I alluded to earlier, Marlon Mack, he's not the, he hasn't been at least the pass-catching running back that, you know, that, that Melvin Gordon has been, for example, or Eckler. So I, I don't see Mac being what Phillip Rivers needs. However, with that said, he could, he, he has the potential to be, you know, uh, a Melvin Gordon-esque player for, for, for Rivers. Uh, it's just a question of how they use him and obviously how they use the rest of the backfield. Uh, they, Mac does get hurt from time to time. They do have, you know, Naheem Hines. Which I think yeah. he is the one that gets a little bit more upscale. Yeah, I, I mean, I think yeah. we're going to see a very similar Gordon Eckler usage there with yeah. these guys. I think Mac is going to be take on the Gordon role. I think that Naeem Hines takes on the Eckler role. Maybe not like how it was last year. I think it's like seventy five twenty five. But That's what I think. It's I mean, be. yeah, like I think this is actually this is only pointing the arrow up for Marlon Mack, yes. right? Yes. I mean, yes. So, yes. Yes. so I mean, let, let's look at it. You know, we talked about this with the Bucks. You know, Rivers is he up or down for you? Up. Oh, very much up. Okay, yeah. so Rivers is up in comparison to where he would have been with the Chargers. Now. Let's put that spotlight on Marlon Mack. Up. Marlon Mack, up or down with Rivers? Up, up for sure. Jack Doyle, up or up, down with Rivers? Up. T.Y. Up. Hilton, up, up or down with Rivers? Up. up. Okay, so I mean, all the fantasy, like this is a good fantasy move, whereas maybe Brady to the Bucks is a better football move. Rivers to the Colts, uh, we'll see how it, how it turns out for football. But fantasy-wise, it's pretty exciting. I, I like it. Now, one that's maybe not as sexy in our eyes, but... I think that a lot of fans are more excited, whereas a lot of analysts, not so much. Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy B, going to the Carolina Panthers. Once again, this is another signing that has everything to do with familiarity. He played with now offensive coordinator uh, Joe Brady for the Carolina Panthers. He played in the same system with him in the New Orleans Saints organization just a few years back when Brady was there two years ago. So, He's going to have that comfortability going in, but now as the new quarterback for the Panthers, same, virtually a lot of the same skill guys, is Bridgewater an upgrade over what we had from Cam Newton or even Kyle Allen for that matter? Well, to me, he's an upgrade for Kyle Allen only, but not so much Cam Newton. I think Cam Newton's healthy. Cam Newton's significantly better than Teddy. Is he though? Yeah. yeah. Uh, to me, he is. I, I, yeah, I think Cam, Cam is... I think Way at, at his best, Cam was was when when yeah. Cam when Cam is healthy, he's a top five QB. Yep, when he's healthy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I can say that. Cam 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 is a stud. He's been hurt. He's gone through a lot of issues, but we know what he's capable of. And uh, Teddy is it's not the same for Teddy, uh, and obviously not for Kyle Allen. I agree. 
I agree that Teddy is probably a slight upgrade from Kyle Allen, but not by much. I think that you're, what you're gaining is, you know, ball security, game management, those sorts of things, less turnovers. That, those are not terms that are sexy for fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> game manager, ball security, yeah. like you don't get points for that. Yeah, No sure. one's excited about he, that. I, my... I think Teddy Bridgewater should not be drafted on any team. No, I don't think uh, anyone. I don't think anyone wants to draft him either. It, I mean, it, is he top fifteen? No, definitely not. Top eighteen? No, definitely not. Top twenty? Definitely no. not. Where's the line then, guys? To me, where's where's to, the line? To on me, Teddy? he's between twenty and twenty-five, somewhere in that range. I think he's well past twenty-five. Ooh. At twenty-five, you're looking at like your Sam Darnold, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Gardner Minshew. I think Teddy Bridgewater is. Well below those guys. He's like, you know, Dwayne Trashkins, Drew Locke, that level. You're never going to stop calling Haskins Trashkins, are you? Nah. Until until he plays better? No, exactly. Or he could win a Super Bowl MVP. He plays better? No, he could win a Super Bowl MVP better. and you're still going to call him Dwayne Trashkins, aren't you? Uh, No, in that case. In that case. I mean, let, let's put Bridgewater when he was with the Saints. Did we play him every week when he had Kamara, Michael Thomas? No, no we didn't. No, and that's, I, and that's the thing is like, yeah, it's okay. It's exciting. You got the new coach, the new offensive coordinator, all these weapons. But when has Bridgewater ever been the guy? I mean, he's never thrown for more than 14 passing touchdowns in a season. Never more than 3,300 yards in a season. You look at his average last year with the Saints. The Saints, a high-powered offense. Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Pablo's favorite player ever, Latavius Murray. <laughs> I mean, Jerry Cook, like they had, they had targets and players everywhere and he was getting 230 yards passing a game, getting one and a half touchdowns a game. Uh, Kyle Allen was doing the same thing with, with that Panthers team last year. So, I mean, it's just, it's not a sexy or exciting fantasy move for the value of Bridgewater himself. I think it's, it's exactly what you said, Pablo. It is a game manager football type move, but how is it going to affect these guys that are the skill position players? For the Carolina Panthers. So the Joe Brady offense puts these athletes into space, right? What what it does is it's, it's all about spreading out the defense, getting as many of your best athletes out there and letting them do what they do best. That's what Joe Brady's quoted as saying. Now, what we're going to see is what we saw a lot at LSU. A lot of empty sets, seeing the running back lineup as a wide receiver, seeing the tight end lineup as a wide receiver, seeing three or four wide receivers. There's going to be a lot of passing work to get done. So they, they're going to have to protect the ball. What do you think we're going to see for... McCaffrey, more now new signee Robbie Anderson. What what happens to these guys? <laughs> well, I mean, dude, for me, <laughs> well, Pablo Robbie Anderson. <laughs> so everybody's talking about Robbie Anderson. Who get it? Like, oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that Mark and I are so like so, scared. Ro- <laughs> Robbie Anderson did one thing in New York: catch bombs. That's okay. what he did. Okay, so um, now he's coming to get the ball from Teddy Bridgewater, who doesn't know what a bomb is. Ooh. We we're not gonna anti bomb, basically. Yeah. yeah. So Robbie Anderson, uh, unless he drastically changes his game, which is unlikely, I don't see how Robbie Anderson is any better than a wide receiver three. Um, I think he's gonna be exactly what he was yeah. with the Jets. Exactly what he was last year with the Jets. You I don't think, think he's it... gonna catch that many bombs. Oh no! But I'm saying like it, it, so his his receptions might go up, his yardage might go down. I don't think he's gonna be this exactly used the same way, but I think uh, production wise, it'll be about the same. Like he's not, no one's gonna be excited to have him on their team or start him. He's a low end wide receiver three, maybe. 
Okay, so you're saying that Robbie Anderson's going to change his game and he's going to be more of a, you know. Well, so but like when, so when you're a receiver, it's not about changing your game. Like you run the routes that you're given, the plays that you're given. So it's not like Robbie Anderson is like they're going to give him a screen. He's like, "Nah, I'm going to run this deep." Like, no, like he's got to <laughs> do, he's got to do what is, is you know, the play calls for. So I mean, yeah, I can see a, a positive where you can get a guy like Anderson into space, get him on some quick screens and see what he can do. But I mean, nothing in his history has ever shown that he's going to be that guy to be a top 24 receiver. He's going to give you a lot of production. Like he's just there. If anything, it just, it's another guy taking targets away from Curtis Samuel. It's another guy that's taking targets away from DJ Moore. Um, But ironically, I think we, we all still agree. DJ Moore is a wide receiver one. Yes. Uh, I will, bottom, bottom clear, wide receiver. Clear your throat. Throat. Yeah. Like in a 12 and 12 team league. Yes. Yeah. So he's, he's top 12. Yes. yes. Dude, you where where do you put him at? 12, 11, 10, 9. He's between 10 to 12 for me. I like that. 10 to 12. I think the the problem is that like Fredo was saying that he's going to get less targets uh due to Robbie Anderson being there. So I just I don't trust him even at 12 to be honest. I would say 12 to 15. Ooh. So okay. you don't so then you're you really you're, you're 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 kind of keeping him more out of the wide receiver one conversation because of this offense or because of Robbie Anderson or simply because of Teddy? All, all of them. So all of the yeah. above, but mostly Teddy, but also Robbie Anderson taking away targets from both ends there. You have Teddy who's who's not going to throw the ball as much to you, um, and he's going to throw less deep balls, and he's got CMC there who might even get more targets, which, which would be does crazy. crazy. Does which, he yeah. just crazy. What, what do we think about McCaffrey with, with the Bridgewater signing? How is that going to affect him? It's hard to say he's going to do better because <laughs> of the year he had was well, like you ridiculous. Well, can't, you can't imagine he gets more yeah. usage, right? I, I say it's the line. I think it's neutral. I think he has an equivalent or maybe slightly less equivalent year to last year. Yeah. All right, so the, the, the QBs that we talked about today, uh, we're going to rank those, okay? I want you to take the time, rank these out. Phillip Rivers with the Colts. Tom Brady with the Bucks, Teddy Bridgewater with the Panthers, and then I'm gonna throw in two older QBs that kind of fit in with the Rivers Brady thing: Matt Stafford and the Lions coming back off injury, and Ben Roethlisberger with the Steelers also coming back off injury. Rank these five, Mark. You go first. That was a curveball on me. With Sorry, Ben Roethlisberger. Um, Brady for me is one. I'd okay. go Rivers next. Probably Stafford, Roethlisberger, and then Bridgewater is my last. Okay, so you got Brady, Rivers, Stafford, Ben, Bridgewater. Stamp it. Stamp it. Write it in permanent marker. Pablo. Yep. So I've got I've also got Brady first. Uh and uh I've got Phillip Rivers next. It's it was Matt Stafford is closer to, to second than uh than Whoa. you think. So uh, you really still have Stafford up high. I, I like Stafford this year. Yeah. Um they're gonna keep slinging the ball. Um, they're, you know, Hawkinson should be back and better. Galladay. Um, yeah, they've got Galladay. They've got Marvin Jones there. I, I think Stafford will be a, uh, a low end QB one, high end QB two. All right. So you're, uh, you're full one to five ranking. Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, Matthew Stafford, Ben Roethlisberger, Teddy Bridgewater. And Looks I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Stafford, Teddy Bridgewater. I think the Stafford Roethlisberger thing is interchangeable, at least for me. Uh, I think we all can agree. Brady's got the highest ceiling with these guys uh, out of these quarterbacks. Bridgewater, honestly, just the lowest. We've never seen him do anything outside of that. 
Uh, guys, that is it for the quarterback free agency episode. Next episode, we're going to be talking about the free agent running backs. Be sure to go and follow the show on Twitter, on Instagram, at the FF Tank. If you're not already doing so, subscribe to the show, follow the show on whatever listening platform you're using, Spotify, iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, anything. Get on there, follow the show, get the notifications, and we are out. Ciao. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at the FF Tank.